A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Craving some great 80s music? Play Virgin Radio 80s Plus. On DAB Digital Radio, on the app, on your smart speaker, and at virginradio80splus.co.uk. I got my mind set Even if we're just dancing in the dark. Love Chris Evans. Woo! Love the 80s. The 80s. Virgin Radio. 80s Plus. Welcome to the show. Vasos is here. Hello. Rachel's here. Greetings. All right. Today is a check-in day. It's a check-in show. It's a check-in podcast. Uh, check-in on someone you love. Don't check on them. Check in with yourself first. Check yourself, then check in with someone else. Uh, me and my sister, we've got a text thing going on about our niece coming over from Australia, which is great, isn't it? Wow. She was going to come over um, when we were away, but now she's coming over before we go, which is cool. That's, that's, just, that's just happened now. That's tickets booked now since the show started. Aeroplane tickets booked now. Um, don't miss the wonder of the ever-present, always available, ordinary in pursuit of the fleeting extraordinary. This is sort of check-in show kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah. So this part of the show, this part of the podcast, is where um, somebody goes and gets coffees. It's, not, it's never one of us three, but it's not a hierarchical, sort of subservient, um, obsequious kind of situation. It's just because we're on the air. I mean, I'm happy to go and get the coffees, uh, but that's not what I get paid for. I'm more than happy to go and get, get the coffees on the coffee run. But this is, that, this is the half hour where we get the coffees, isn't it? We get yes. the posh coffees. And that is us not chasing the extraordinary. That is us enjoying the wonder and the awe of the ordinary and saying, you know, if the extraordinary wants to come our way, that's fine. We're available for it. But we ain't going to chase you. We're just going to enjoy our coffees. Delicious coffee. And we really look forward to yeah. it. Really it's look forward the to ordinary, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. I was, I was getting a coffee for someone yesterday yes. who was um, a, a homeless guy outside in Putney High Street. And I said, can I get you anything from Pret-a-Manger? And he said, yes. I have an oat milk cortado, which I really liked. I really liked the fact that, because you just, yeah, I'll have a coffee, I'll have a, you know, I, lo- I love the fact that the, you know, I, that the, I know that maybe I'm, I'm sort of, I don't know, on dodgy ground here, but a guy who's homeless on the street has an absolute, you know, oat milk coffee order, oat milk cortado. I didn't actually know what a cortado was, but I went and asked I it. I still don't know what a cortado is, if I'm being really honest. I think you get your, you get your flat, you know, you get your latte, you get your flat white, and I think the, you get your cortado, and I think that's that's mummy bear, daddy bear, and baby bear. They're, I think they're, they're the Goldilocks of of milky coffees. I think. And the cappuccino, where does that? Sit oh, in let's there? not go. Um, it's different. Cappuccino is like the big big bad wolf or little red rabbit. It's a different fairy tale, man. <laughs> is it? Come on. Yes. Uh, trying to do the right thing is like the North Star. You might never get there, but you'll know if you're heading in the right direction. I love that. Yeah. What about this one? What about this one? Okay. Yeah, it's fine to be sweet, but be less sweet, be more kind. Less sweet, more kind. Being sweet is often a smokescreen to ourselves, not to others, 
It's not cynical or sinister. It's just sort of self-delusional. Being sweet is often a smokescreen to ourselves because we don't really know what to do that is useful. Sweet gets you off the hook for now with other people, but you remain on the hook with yourself, which is exhausting. Don't be sweet. Be kind. It's not as easy to begin with, but it is a lot easier in the long run because anything that's hard to begin with gets easier with practice. As we fear it less, it quickly becomes the norm. We get better at it on top of which we get back the satisfaction and fulfillment of being useful instead of just saccharine, which serves as rocket fuel to keep on keeping on doing the same thing. Very, like very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet's fine. But I mean, if somebody's sweet, you go, that's sweet. And it's, but it's very sort of paddling pool, isn't it? But you know, carry on being sweet. It's fine. It's fine to be sweet. But you'll you'll feel that if you carry on being sweet, you'll in the end you'll just run out of road. You will. A cortado is a beverage consisting of espresso. I can't believe I said espresso. I, I hate when people say espresso. It's espresso. <laughs> I quite like it. You get an express train, but an espresso coffee on your express train, if you're lucky, not very often nowadays. <laughs> Cortado is a beverage consisting of espresso mixed with a roughly equal amount of warm milk to reduce the acidity. The milk in a Cortado is steamed but not frothy and texturised, as in many Italian coffee drinks. God bless America! Sorry, Italy. What is texturised milk? Texturised milk is when you, um, you, you zhuzh it up so the viscose quality is... Um, is uh, more profound, more okay. palpable on the tongue. Okay, I think that's what it is. Sounds, that sounds very convincing. Well, it's texturized. That's yeah. what it is. You, you you add texture to it, nice. don't you? I, I think so. You know, it's the opposite of dilution, isn't it? I, I would think it's more distillation. Yeah, isn't it? Uh -huh. I don't know. <sighs> We're trying to become baristas, my son and I, currently, because we've got a milk frother. <laughs> It's surprisingly difficult. I've taken photographs of all my efforts so far and none of them, none of them look like that beautiful heart. That was my little pause there to change subjects and he just ignored it and just <laughs> carried on. Got me back. I'm going to have to do it again. <sighs> Can we talk about the lottery? Yeah. So Birmingham has now... Birmingham, the, 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 city of. the city of Birmingham is now the hotspot. Not if you want to win the lottery, because that's not how it works, is it? Because... There's that fantastic things in maths, and it's, it's called potentiality. You do the thing with the dice when you do maths, GCSE. Uh, probability it's called, okay. isn't it? And if you get a, if you throw a dice and you get a one, the probability of getting a one with an extra other dice isn't reduced. It's exactly the same yeah. because you're throwing the same dice. So it doesn't mean that most because more people have won the lottery. In Birmingham, you are more or less likely to win the lottery if you live in Birmingham or elsewhere. It all remains the same, but it, it's, it makes a good story, yep. doesn't it? So in Birmingham, Birmingham, well done today, because lots of people are excited about the lottery because somebody has won £111 million in the UK. They bought a ticket online or in person on Friday or, or a couple of days before, and they it would have had to been after Tuesday because that was a different amount. Mm -hmm. Nobody won it on the Tuesday, so it goes up to 111 million on the Friday. Somebody won it, and on Saturday morning they woke up 111 million pounds richer. And we were talking about it yesterday. We we're talking about it. You know, how is that? How is that feeling for you know if you win 10 million? You know, is it the same feeling when you get contacted with a 10 million win? I mean, nobody will ever know this or 111 million pound win. Is it? Do you go, do you go, oh my goodness me, it's not, or, you, or do you just go, oh, I've won the lottery? Does anybody know? 
Do you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. So, so let, let's say it's 11 as opposed to 111 because it scans better. So you win it. So, so you, you look at your ticket. You've went, oh, we've won 11 million pounds, right? I'm trying to think if, if, if it happened to us. Oh, my goodness me. We've won 11 million pounds. But then it says 111 million. I would give it a bit more. Mm. <laughs> I just would. And then <laughs> I would give it a bit more. I'd go, you'd have to give it so much more, wouldn't you? But how would you know? Do you know, do you know what I'm saying here? I you, you go, let's, okay, so let's imagine, Rachel, you've just won, you've found out you've won 11, genuinely won 11 million pounds wow. last Saturday morning. So, oh, go on, so you're in your house. And okay. you, go on, yeah, you, check, you check your numbers, go on. Oh, my word! That would be me with my 11 million. I would, and then I would just go really silent and, right. and sit in shock for a little bit. Let's imagine you won 111. Go on. <laughs> See, it would be different. But yeah, you would think that if you won 11 million, or it, is it only different now because we're asking the question and you're downgrading your 11 because you know you've got 111 coming? Yeah. Well, the last, <laughs> I the last. Love, I just love it. I thought about this all day yesterday. I thought, hmm, 111 reaction. Let's find out. Response. But the last person to win, the yeah. last big win was it was I think that it got up to 140, 145 million, mm. but three people won it. Oh yeah. So if you were one of those different people, different question, different question. But mm-hmm. so it's it's but it's the same sort of area because if you win the 145 yeah. and you're one of three, mm. do you go up and then down a little bit? Yeah, well, 50 143 I know I know let's not talk about you know if you have six numbers as opposed to seven because it goes down to something like it goes down to a quid no it goes down to a million it goes down to if it's about 100 million and you have seven numbers and you're the only one with seven it's about a million sorry if you have Mm. six as opposed to seven it's about a million and then it's then it you know five it's like it is about 270 quid or something stupid like that mad isn't it but i just wonder i wonder we'll never know and yesterday we did touch upon the question do you know anybody that's won the lottery substantially and i do know somebody who's won an awful lot of money on the lottery and i only know i, d- I didn't know him before he won it and he bid for one of our auctions um and we were doing the thing that he'd bid for and he'd had a couple of glasses of wine and he said do you want to know what i do for a living i said I, well, I make a point of not asking any of our bidders that, actually. But I don't mind if they want to tell me. And there's lots of people who've bid for loads of things over the years, you know, 15, 20 times successfully, and I still don't know what they do and how they made their money. And it's up to them if they want to tell me, and it's not, you know, I don't mind. I said, I don't mind. He said, I, I don't do anything. So, oh, congratulations. He said, I won the lottery. He said, you're the only, you're the, only the second person I've told. I told my wife, our son doesn't know. What age is the son? Well, like, how does he not realise not that the, they don't go to work, but they have loads of money and that doesn't scan? <laughs> well, I asked him all that stuff. And? Well, it's too, it's, I think okay. we're going into a bit too okay. deeply now. Okay. I think it was a, just a great story. Okay, sorry. <laughs> so, sorry. <laughs> sorry, you wanted the whole chapter in verse. I wanted details. <laughs> we can have details, but I just think it's a great story. Do you know anybody that's won the lottery? No. Substantially. I keep thinking it's going to be me. It is you. You just not won the one you buy a ticket for. <laughs> oh, I wish Mira would talk on the radio. Yesterday she had some great Beyonce chat, and today she's got some great lottery chat. But she just doesn't like it, which is ironic because she used to have a radio show. I don't understand. Can you tell me that a bit? Can you tell me how you used to have a radio show and used to love talking on the radio, but now you don't want one? Is it because people are listening? Because I didn't think that there was any other jobs. Right. Okay. Okay. Got it. 
got it, got it, got it. Aussie Jane knows someone who's won the lottery. Off you go, Jane. Oh, this family in Australia. Um, I grew up knowing this family. They won the lottery in the early 2000s. Um, the the mum and dad, um, they worked at McDonald's as managers and they still do to this day. They absolutely love their jobs. Did they win a load of money? It was a load of millions? money. It was millions. They paid off their mortgage. They put money aside for their four children who all now have their own homes. Um, you know, plenty of grandchildren there as well. And they're just loving life, um, you know, and they're able to just enjoy themselves. Did they tick the box for privacy or did they? Did they, people know they'd won generally? No, they ticked the box for privacy. So, so you know and a few other people know. Exactly, but it wasn't ever something we discussed. It was just sort of known and the kids were all really little when it happened and I don't think they really they processed. Got, those kids now have kids? Yes. Wow, yeah. that's so cool. So Mira just came in. Um, she was she was explaining about her reaction. She won ten million as opposed to 100, 111 million, and I just think that if you won ten million, you would think this. You wouldn't think it because you'd be doing it. But you think if you did think it, if you could sort of, you know, zoom out and look at yourself reacting, you go, "That's the most I could ever react to a win." But I just think it's like David Goggins says. You know, there's always forty percent left in the tank. I think, I think you would because. I think you would have more if you won the 111 million. Do you agree, Rachel, or not? Yes, because I think you win 10 million and yeah. you think this is going to change my life mm. and I can pay off my parents' mortgage, my siblings' mortgage. I can, you know... Close rallies. Close where I can set my kids up. You win 100... And 11 million, and that changes like everybody's life. You can set up an amazing charitable foundation. You could, I, you know, you, you, there, there was, so, there, you know, you, there is so much you could you do. You could buy Chesham United. You could buy Chesham United. You could become Rebecca. Yes. You could employ Ted. You could get a lot of bandage wrap dresses. I just think it's a, it's an interesting conversation. Anyway, it's back to 14 tonight. So if you win tomorrow, it'll just be, yay, 114 million. Yeah. Oh. No, yeah. 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 No, right. was not Friday's 111. <laughs> but they are talking about Birmingham being the hotspot for lottery winners in the UK. And this is because I suppose they were making column space in the papers for who are the winners of the 111, and they haven't got them. So they've come for this other story instead. So if you have won the lottery, do you do the lottery, Jane? I do, yes. And how do you do it? Do you do it online or do you, do it, do you go and buy the ticket? I do it online. Yeah. Um, my first ever go of the lottery, I won a lucky dip and then that lucky dip won me £100. So I bought myself some prescription sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> Did they change your life? They changed my life. Yeah, baby. <laughs> and you can use them again today. We're heading towards Thursday. They're saying, as I said a couple of weeks ago, it's going to be the hottest day of the year so far, this Thursday. Now... The pattern of weather in the UK has been thus for the last now 11, 12 days. It started off cold and cloudy most days for most people. Not everywhere, but most days for most people. And then around 11 a.m., midday, you know, the yeah, and you think it's not going to happen. You think, oh, no, there's too much cloud today. It's too cold today. And then the the clouds magically part like the opening credits of The Simpsons. And I all, I hear the song. Oh, here comes the sun, the Simpsons. Dope. And uh, it gets warm again. This is what happens in California in June. And it's called the June gloom. 
And this is exactly the same weather pattern. So in California, in June, you wake up and it's like this every single year. It's like the Mayflies in the UK. They arrive on the 1st of May. We don't know who tells them and they leave on the 31st. They're very obedient. They're very on, on message. Um, and the June gloom is the same. This is, We're experiencing our own version of the June gloom. This is what happens. It's gloomy in the morning and it's gorgeous in the afternoon. And that's a whole weather pattern. That's not just a heat wave. That's like, boom. This is a whole new kind of cycle going on here. I mean, I'm hopeful, you know. This is the manifestation of things, isn't it? If you're not going to go to California, we'll bring California to you. Exactly. What would you like bringing to your front door? A lottery ticket for £111 million, please. Give us your £10 million reaction again. Oh, my word! And your £111 million. <laughs> See, there is a difference. There definitely is. And, and now, then, now that we've seeded this, this thought in people's heads... If they do win, say somebody <laughs> listening to the show wins 14 million tomorrow and they're going to, I better hold back a bit because it's not 111. Yeah. <laughs> but what about the, what if you win the American billion? The mega million. The, there was somebody who won 2 billion, wasn't there, last year, That's earlier this year? That's too much. Well, what, it is what, too much. Too and much. You, well, do, because it's not too, it was 2.1 billion. But guess what? You get taxed on in America. Oh. You get taxed on, you win full tax, full Full um, um, capital gains, and you don't get that at all in the UK. So think yourself lucky. <laughs> <laughs> lucky you didn't win two billion dollars. Lisa says, "If you have the choice," says Lisa, "about being right or being kind, choose kind, and then you'll also always be right." Like it. One of our favourite quotes this is a roomy quote, isn't it? There's a field beyond right and wrong, and I'll meet you there. Some people also forsake being at peace over being right, which I never understand nowadays. John from Leicester. Good morning, Chris the Gang. Lifetime listener. Lifetime listener. Goodness me. First time texter. Knock a doodle do. Travelling to Cornwall for work this morning. I'm on day 121 of my marathon prep, so today is the second day of recovery. Thank you for the inspiration to get out there and run. John, you're very welcome. Thank you for texting us. Jules and Maggie from Rochdale. We are all awake here in Villa Mora, waiting for another day of building sandcastles and swimming in the sea. We've been having the most perfect holiday with all three generations. Beautiful. Jan and Evesham, long-time listener, first-time texter. I've just finished watching the last episode of Ted Lasso and I am in bits. I am a mess. I need mopping up. What a wonderful, genius, heartwarming, profound and deeply moving series. We need more like this. I know. Where's it going to come from? Somebody will be working on it as we speak. we just got to round off the lottery conversation because we think it's we think it's hilarious. It's a hilarious conversation. It's not hilarious laugh out loud. It's a sort of a thoughtfully hilarious conversation. If you win 10 million on the lottery... Is your reaction not as verbose as if you would win, if, if you were to win 111 million? Or do you just not know there's another one and do you go sort of um, uh, warp factor 12 straight away? Do you just go, give it all the beans? Or, you know, in our deep knowing as being a human being, do we know that actually the, there was a bigger lottery win out there? And it, it sounds like the greatest celebration scream or screech ever, but it's not. You leave a bit in the tank should you ever win the lottery again. <laughs> I just think it's a funny question, and I couldn't stop thinking about it yesterday. What do you think, Felix? I think I, I think if I won a million, it would be very different from winning ten million. But then me and Tilly were saying after that, I don't think 
you could ever spend that much money. So after that, it kind of doesn't doesn't really... Interesting. Very interesting. You've gone the other way with the question, haven't you? Yeah. So I've said 10 million, you get this this un- unbelievable reaction, but there's a bit more that you don't know you have if you win 111 because you, 10 million changes lots of people's lives in your life, but 111 million changes other people's lives beyond who you may already know or be able to, to help. Uh, that's what you're saying, isn't yeah. it, Rachel? Um, Tilly, do you want to... I mean. To be honest, Felix spoke for you there. Oh, Tilly geez. and I think this. Tilly <laughs> is here. Care. She can't speak for herself. Um, what do you think, Tilly? I completely agree. I think beyond ten, it just feels <laughs> mega, and I don't. I think it just feels sort of binary. This is huge. Okay, right. No, I'm glad you mentioned that. So, so here's what I want to put to you next with our ongoing hilarious conversation <laughs> about reactions to multi-million pound lottery wins. Why have you picked ten? What about nine? Because what? I think there's something about one to ten which feels a bit more tangible and un- obviously not tangible, yeah. but understandable. I get it, I get it. Whereas beyond ten, that's just like like thirty million pounds, what a joke. A hundred million, what a joke. Take your point completely. Okay, I'm now gonna say this to you. Yeah. That's thinking about it. Hmm. In the moment, oh, yeah. if you win nine as opposed to ten, you're saying your reaction would be different. <laughs> it's a scale <laughs> this, of one. This, to is, 10. this is what I find really funny. <laughs> what do you think, Felix? Think Bearing that in mind. I think my reaction, to be honest, would be the same from a hundred. Pounds. Too. <laughs> no, no, you, you, you've jumped ahead. No, come on, you don't really think that, no, though, do you? I think. At which point? No, I think there'd definitely be a part of you that if you won okay. a million, you'd you'd say, ah, oh. like a tiny bit at the back of your head would go, why? If it's the same, it's kind of the same probability, right? Why couldn't my good probability be on the hundred and fifty million euros? You'd think millions? that in the moment. No. Maybe moment, shortly after. To the reaction, isn't it? I think that's the thing. Shortly after. Ten seconds a day. <laughs> so you win a million quid, you're slightly disappointed. <laughs> this is a guy who got a double first from Edinburgh about a minute ago. So he would know. I'm going with him. Yeah. I'm going with him. What do you think about what, what Felix just said, Till? I I think the the... The key to the question is the difference between the initial reaction, which just is a generic scream, and then how you feel in the hours, okay. weeks after, well, isn't it? I just think it's such a funny conversation. So let's go for this one then. You win £100 on the lottery. Lot, mm. I mean, lots of people have won £100 on the lottery. You chuffed. win £100, so you're chuffed. Yeah. So you win £100. What's your, is there any audible reaction at all to £100? Or is Ooh, it just a, Is it that? Oh, yeah. I think I'd... Give us, give us your £100 off the top of your head. Oh, Oh my god! No, you wouldn't. I, no, I you, no, it's would. not. Oh my god, hundred quid! It's not. Oh my, because if he's, it's like Vassos knows about this. He knows about commentating on a horse race. If you start in the first furlong with oh my god, where are you going to go? Be where have you got to go with the final furlong? You've already shot your bolt. I've, I've not experienced it yet. Oh my god! I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying I'm not sure you. Okay. So so you win hundred. So listen, we've got to stay with Till now because she's just up the game. <laughs> So, you, so you're going with an audible, oh, my God, yeah, for 100 quid. Definitely, definitely. Okay, 500 quid. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so a goodness goes after a God. I would just put a God after a goodness. A yeah, thousand, yeah. thousand, thousand pounds. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> I don't I even want to go for a million now. I think I would generically be excited initially, whatever it was. But you just pounds. said that there'd be a difference between a million and 10 million. There would. But I think I would, however much money I ever won, I once won five pounds on a scratch card and I did an audible, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fun. Yeah, but you were seven. It was, it was a hundred million pounds. And illegal. But um, yeah, so, okay, give us 10 grand. 10,000. You won 10,000. My issue is I'm not sure where else I yeah, can go. This is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. 
You have. You've started the commentary far too high. I mean, look, Andy Murray's <laughs> on the back page of the... You, you've gone... <laughs> He's got the balls. He's bouncing the ball. He's about to serve. Andy Murray is about to serve to start the match. <laughs> Where are you going to go with that? <laughs> All right. I suppose we'd leave it there, don't we? It's just the funny... I just think it's the funniest conversation. Is there a difference in your reaction? Unknowing that you don't know... Is there a difference in your reaction that you don't know about and your you between winning 10 million and 111? Forget them. I think it goes the other way. You know, there's a bell curve about satisfaction, isn't there, and income and things. I think 75 grand or it was at the last count. And there's a bell curve where it starts to go down instead of up. Mm. And I think if you go to America and win the Mega Minis, I think it might go down. I think, say, you win... I think if you win $2 billion... Mm. I think that might be a bit of a downer in its own weird way. You might go, oh, God. I think your oh. brain couldn't understand Yeah, that'd be too million. much pressure. Too, well, I don't know. It just might, you, might, you might just unravel in front of yourself. Yeah. And, also, and be unable bill. to claim your ticket because you don't know where your fingers are anymore. <laughs> Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you need a fix of some great 80s music, check out Virgin Radio 80s Plus. On DAB Digital Radio, on the app, on your smart speaker, and at virginradio80splus.co.uk. The Chris Evans Breakfast Show and the best 80s music. Virgin Radio, 80s Plus. Off you go there, Vassar. She's the kitchen disco queen who famously committed murder on the dance floor and got away with it, and thankfully she's back for more. Her new album, Hannah, is out now, and she's also planning a glittery Christmas tour. So please welcome the sparkly and oh-so-extra, Sophie Ellis-Bexter. Yeah, Sophie's <laughs> in the house! Whoop. Sophie, I love you. I love Rich. I love your family. I love your energy. I love the, the joy that you go around the world spreading continuously. Thank you. Oh, thank you for that. You're amazing. I like the way you rhymed extra with Bexter. That made me happy. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Dexter also available. <laughs> yeah. Anything else? I, once we'd hit on extra, yeah. I think we were happy. I'm happy. I then I then looked up. I, did, I thought, is it okay to say she's extra? And you are, you are. Yeah. But then, <laughs> but then I just, I just wanted to check. And then the first definition oh, that comes up, what is it? Tell me. Um, of extra. Yeah. Well, no, because it's extra like like you, and that's that's a good thing. It's this. It's not always bad. But the first definition is is when your your aunt Joyce asks you for the fourth time why you're single and then says in a voice loud enough for everyone on the table to hear, well, it's not for me to judge. So that's one definition of extra, but I was going with the other one. Really? Where? What sort of dictionary do you have? Where are you going with this? Is that it? Are we there now? (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. It's like when you go to I just thought that was very funny. And they don't say anything. And that's why you say everything. That's what that just happened there now. <laughs> we didn't say anything. You just went, anyway. So the reason I did all that. <laughs> and I, I, I like I, that. that definition amused me and I thought it would amuse yeah. you all too. Do you know what they it say, does. don't they? Do you know what they say? Genetics loads the gun and environment pulls the trigger. Mm-hmm. That's you, mate. Okay. That's what just happened then. Fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with all of that. Anyway, back to our guest, Sophie, yeah. who's here with us this morning, <laughs> celebrating so many things, as always. Um, first of all, uh, you, you've got a bit of bad mum going on. Yeah, what, what? bad mum. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Let's get it out. Let's work it through. Come on. <laughs> T- tell the group. Well, share, it with, share it with all of us here. Well, Richard's away, so I'm, I have, you know, when, it's, when I clock off, my work, working day. I'm Sophie's on with married all the to kids. Rich, who is in the feeling, and yes, also in a band called Luke Guru. Yeah. And they are recording another album this week. So I'm, yeah, I'm on my own with the kids. That's absolutely fine. But you know, when you feel like you're, yep, there's lots going on and I'm hang busy, on, but I'm across on, it. And on, then you realise you're not. It's she kind has of that. Five children. Yeah. Five children. And my eldest has now finished school. He's 19. And I completely forgot that there was one day this week where he did need to be up early, and it was today. And I didn't remember till I was on the tube on the way here. Yeah. But I think he's made it to where he needs to be. He'll be about 20 minutes late by the time he gets there. Is that okay? That's fine. So That's fine. fine. Okay, because thanks. in the, in the homeostatic, uh, ethereal, um, uh, what's the word, uh, karmic world of, of good and bad and giving and taking, you're, you still have plenty in the bank. <laughs> Seriously, let's see Every, if that washes with my son. <laughs> I don't really, I don't really, you know, I, I'm on Instagram and I, I enjoy Instagram, you know, but anything to do with the screen, I don't, you know, I don't engage much. I love Ted Lasso. It's over now. A succession. It's over now. Looking forward to the Champions League at the weekend. Watch Beverly Hills Cop. Noah's going through all those. Noah's fourteen. He's going through all those amazing sort of formative eighties movies at the moment. Oh yeah. And we're going to watch Trading Places or Forty Eight Hours at the weekend. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm all right with all that. You know, and I don't mind a bit of Insta. I, I love Insta, but it's just the screen thing. It's not. It's not like a, it's not. It's not premeditated. It's just that you know I'm happy with books and being out in nature. You know, you know yeah, all stuff. Absolutely. And live music. I love live music. But every time I see you and Rich, not every time. Most times you you you're at a gig. You're doing a gig. He's doing a gig. You're doing a gig together. You're on a bus. You're going to. You're having food with the with the band with the. It just sounds. It seems like such a fantastic life. You know what? We are lucky people. We we do something we adore. And, you know, the sun has been shining. We've started off our new festival season. And there's just a really lovely atmosphere where we've been going for the gigs. And I am always really happy on stage. I actually really love it. It fills my heart and I feel like there's been this nice symbiosis with the crowd. So, yeah, so far, so good. And you are at a level. I was thinking about you coming in today and yesterday. And you you are at a level, You both you and Rich, where you could... You, one must never, you know, never say never. But it always seems like you, you'll always, people will always want you at their festivals or, or at a Christmas thing or, you know, or at a car fest or whatever. We always want Sophie Ellis Bexter. We always want Rich. We always want the feeling. Don't know about Loop Guru. Never heard them, but I'm sure we'd always <laughs> want this too. You're at this beautiful, does it feel like a lovely level of, of always being able to work if you want to? You know, I don't know if musicians are very good at that right. feeling like that because I think you feel like, there's so much choice out there. There's so many amazing acts and artists. So every time I do get booked for something, I think the older I get, the more I appreciate the fact that I've been booked for something. There's just so many great things out there. Everybody's spoilt for choice. Yeah. And no, I don't think you ever do feel like, oh, yeah, that's that's that then. I th- and also you've always got to 
prove that they were right to book you or make people feel like yeah, they're right yeah, to yeah. stand watching you or Which is why you're so buy good, your though. ticket or anything. But I value it. And I'm, I, I, look, I'm, I'm a music fan before I'm a singer. Mm. I, I'm, I'm the one stood in the crowd. I'm the one pondering whether to, you know, listen to the new record of people. So I want to I want to reach the me that stood in the crowd, if you yeah, get yeah. I mean. Well, we're very fortunate, <laughs> and you know this because we have lots of festivals around where we live. We mm. also we do Carfest together as well, yes. which is ours, and you're part of it, as far as I'm concerned. It's Happy just days. as much yours as it is mine. And the, the audiences and all the charities and things like that. Mm. But, I, you know, I'd love to go and see Coldplay this week. I'd love to go and see Bruce Springsteen in a couple of weeks' time. I'd love to go and see... I've seen Beyonce at the weekend. <gasps> but for me... And I, I, you know, and I love the fact that those people are at the peak of their powers. Oh, yes. But, but, and it's a big but, but for me, I don't really care as long as it's live music. And because I got, we also have five children. We have two grandchildren, you know, mm -hmm. all that. We're very busy and I get up at stupid o'clock and go to bed at silly o'clock. I just want my live music juice. I don't care if it's in the park and it's a kid with a guitar. Mm. I don't care if it's at Carfest because we happen to be there anyway. I just, I'm like, you. I just love, I love live music. It can even be pretty bad and I still like it do you know I what I mean you're more generous than me like um I think probably maybe because I'm a singer I don't know like you know like we're going camping with the kids this weekend on Friday and already the parents because it's a school camping trip now the, the parents are planning a kind of singing around the campfire and I'm already planning where I'm going to be hiding at that point which is fair enough <laughs> I mean, you should say to them... They won't to be the, looking to me. I just, I'm just a bit squeamish about... No, but you should say to them, well, look, what do you guys do? Okay, so tomorrow we'll do, do that for an hour. Yeah. Because it's not... That's, you've got to square <laughs> the circle here. It's not fair. <laughs> you played the Mighty Hoopler at the weekend. I did. Some people who work here still can't speak because they had too good a time. Really? What was it like for you? What, was, is, what is the Mighty Hoopla for people who don't know? So Mighty Hoopla is a two day, two days of LGBTQ plus inclusive, warm, Massive. gorgeous, big festival. Oh. It started off as a little club night called Sink the Pink back in Bethel Green Workings Men Club. That was where they sort of found the community Did and it know? grew and it grew and it grew. And Mighty Hoopla is the sort of festival that emerged at the end of that club night. And everybody that's there has been planning their outfit. They have worked out their day. They're with their mates. I went on stage after the Venga Boys. Wow. <laughs> it was just really... Was on fire? Really good fun. Was it jumping? It was. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And then you come that on. That Venga bus, it came. What did you wear? What did you wear? I wore a really silly outfit. Basically, I got this thing I bought. I actually bought during lockdown because I went a bit crazy for kind of silly outfits in lockdown. I don't know where my mind went. But I bought this sequined leotard. I guess it's something you might wear if you maybe hula hoop for a living or... <laughs> Tap dance, yes, trapeze, something like that. And I had it sitting around, and I put it on uh, to show Richard. I was like, "What do you think?" And I sort of thought, "Look, I'm 44. I'm not gonna like get like a couple of years down the road and think, okay, now." So I just thought, "I'll wear it now." So right. I put it on. But there's something quite empowering about being on stage, even if you sort of feel a little bit ridiculous. I put it with these like um, festival epaulets that I bought. They're sort of so they're shoulder pads with big sort of ribbons, and I sort of felt like. Um, I felt like a superhero, but in a sort of slightly budget way. Like I was from like an 80s sci-fi film where okay. the set's made of cardboard. But I really enjoyed Metal that. Metal Mickey. Yeah, something, something like, like that. that. So I was actually very, very, very happy. And in that place, look, you are never going to be the best dressed person there. Everybody has gone to town. So I felt like I was amongst friends. That's really. all very Eurovision. And it was hot off the back oh, of yes. Eurovision as well, wasn't it? Oh, Eurovision was so glorious. Yeah, I was up in Liverpool Hosting. For a few days. Well, I actually sang in the Eurovision Village on the Friday night, which was the best. The Did crowd. that go off as well? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Liverpool was in the best mood and the sun was shining and the sky quite, was blue. It was quite 2012-y, wasn't it? 
What does that mean? London 2012. Oh, had that I see, vibe sorry. To it. I thought you meant Eurovision 2012. I'm like, what, what happened to Eurovision? No, you seem to have that vibe. Oh, I see. Where yes. the whole place came alive. I knew that would happen, though, because everybody was a bit blase about Eurovision. And then as it got nearer and nearer, people were like, actually, no, this is amazing. Yeah. And then it was such a brilliant, I thought they staged it so well. The production was excellent. It was amazing. Some very good songs. Personally, I love the Finnish entry. Cha, I cha, love cha. the Finnish entry, too. Did you? Yeah, it was amazing. So good. It was yeah. amazing. Um, I did like the winner. <laughs> Yes, me too. she was fantastic. Yeah, she's awesome. I mean, she actually performed on her own, Doreen. She was up there she on her own. She owned it. I mean, well, to be honest, my favourite performance of the night has to, was Sam Ryder at halftime. I thought he, Wasn't he great? I thought he just stole the yeah. whole show again, like he yeah. does. And I have he's... to say as well, a shout out to Mae Muller, because I thought she was brilliant. Yeah. She had a lot of pressure on her shoulders and she absolutely nailed it. I thought she was wonderful. Nice. Obviously, I've got to ask you the question. It's like, for you, it's like the Bond question, isn't it? <laughs> you know, you get actors in here, you know, you had this call from Bond. No, I haven't. Yes, you have. Okay, don't talk about it <laughs> But I've had the. We all know who the next Bond's going to be. <laughs> we know that anyway. Who's going to be the next Bond now? Because that's been confirmed. Okay. Um, not allowed to say. Okay. Because we'll get shot by the pretend MI5. <laughs> but what about you and Eurovision next year? Because that is the question. Well, um, I'm not going to do Eurovision, but it sounds like you already know I'm going to be Bond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, it yeah. sounds like you'd be up for it. It just says you. you well, the... From what I've read, you say you haven't had the call or anything. That's true. And you uh, talking of 2012, I feel like some, I probably had the same conversation back then about mm. whether or not I was going to do Eurovision. I think I love it so much, and it's sort of like I almost don't want to find out the end of the story about like how I would do. I'd rather leave it as an mm. unknown. I, I wouldn't mind having a go at writing the Eurovision song though. That could nice. be fun, couldn't it? Yeah. But I feel like it's better. For a younger, newer artist who can really seize what the opportunity is about. Good point, you don't want it? me ambling around up there. It's a good point. <laughs> you, I mean, I don't think that, that would be the case, but if you're there thinking that, then that's not a place you want to be. Yeah, no, I, I want to watch it. I want to fan it up. Get right fan behind the it. Exactly. Fan the flames. Love it. So the new album, Hannah, yes. this is the last of a trilogy. It's the third of a trilogy and it's your seventh studio album. Yeah. And this is, a, they're eponymous by uh, virtue of geography, aren't they, these albums? That's right, So yes. tell us about, how, where is Hannah? So Hannah has taken us to a sort of kaleidoscopic dream-like version of Japan because I started writing this in January of 2020, went to Tokyo for the first time February and then by March of 2020, didn't go anywhere at all for a very long time. So the trip had a sort of built-in nostalgia very, very quickly after getting back. And I don't know, you guys have probably all been to Japan, but I hadn't been before. And I was blown away by the place, like the light, the palette of colours, everything I saw. I just loved it. So when I was writing, it was really nice. It was like a virtual tourist trip. I'd go back and sort of enter back into the feeling I had there and write songs thinking about that place. And actually, the very end of the album finishes with a little recording of when you cross the roads in Japan, they don't just have a sort of like a normal beep sound. Each of the crossings has an individual little melody it plays. <laughs> and the one near our, our little place we were renting was this sort of very haunting little tune. So I recorded it, and that's how the album finishes. Love it. I was there with my mum and my eldest boy, son. Well, we were all lucky enough to. We had this new Fangle Jukebox app that we were sending yesterday so we could listen to your album. Um, uh, Thousand Orchids, track one, Breaking the Circle, Until the Wheels Fall Off, Everything is sweet lost in the sunshine tokyo beyond the universe he's stream reflections hearing in color broken toy we've watched you uh, rachel you loved it. i loved it you loved i it. did i was listening to it yesterday so i've only got three children not five but um I, I, if i get a bit frazzled um i give myself like half an hour to 
Jigsaw. And I'm, oh, I love Jigsaw. I'm two thirds of the way through a slightly implausible wildlife scene where there's loads wow. of animals that would never realistically be that close to each other anywhere in the world. Anyway, and I sat down and I said, <laughs> children, I'm puzzling. So they know to leave me alone. I set like a timer on my phone and I just, and I put the album on and I just got into such a lovely Ooh. zone. It was really sort of ethereal. I loved it. Thank you. I feel very complimented that you chose me to soundtrack your puzzling because I, I too like doing that. And in fact, the last time I cried on holiday and the time before that when I cried on holiday was when my youngest child destroyed a puzzle I've been working on. It's happened to me twice and it goes right to my core. Like, that is mine. I'm now at the stage where at the beginning they're all like, oh yeah, we'll help a little bit. And then they're like, oh, it's too difficult. I'm now at the bit where it's all starting to come together and I am like, back off. No, this is when they come in. All of you. They come in for the glory. No, We've all been there. I'm with you. They come in for the glory, man. Mm-hmm. No need for They're that. They're not getting it. It's like when people look <laughs> over your shoulder after you've been in the crossroad for an hour. You go, no, I think 19 across is... Oh, you mean the last but one that I've got to do? Thank you very much. Off. <laughs> um, no, so, th- so third of three. Was it always going to be the case? Yes. So Ed and I first wrote together when we did an album called who's Wonderland. Ed? Who's Ed? Who's Sorry. Ed, Ed? Ed Harcourt, who is a singer-songwriter in his own right. And um, so yeah, we did Wonderlust, which had a sort of Eastern European feel, actually quite fairy tale kind of an album folky and we thought let's do three and it's just been quite a nice way to work and I love working with Ed he's a friend we have lots of fun when we're writing but I think it kind of gave us a little boundary to this record of just pouring everything in and also I think it's quite good when things get when the going's good sometimes I like to pull the rug out from under my feet and just say okay new challenge so it leaves yeah. things open for what happens next. which is less scary if you have some people around you that, and in fact you wouldn't do it yourself no. You wouldn't do, that's the whole point, isn't it? Exactly, you know. yes. Um, because see, it's about holding loose or don't worry, Sophie, uh, we're pulling the rug, but we've got you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, also, you know, writing music is fun and it should you should have a little excitement in the morning about what you're going to write and it keeps you on your toes, I think. Definitely. And mm. within lies growth, etc. Yes. as opposed to repetition. Hannah, H-A-N-A, a very strong album cover. Congratulations. Ooh, Congratulations. So Hannah um, is the Japanese for Blossom. So it's a kind of a... It's quite an optimistic record, I and think. And you have it written in Japanese. I do. I had the kanji because if you don't, then Hannah can also mean nose. Can we, what? <laughs> it can also mean nose, nose. Like your nose. So I thought I'll, I'll make sure the kanji specifies which version of Hannah it is, which is the blossom version. Also, I think kanjis are so pretty. Yeah. It's so pretty having that on there. So cool, man. So cool. I mean, even the tracks, they, they sound like you want them to. The titles oh, of the tracks. Cool. Thank you. You know, beyond the universe, take it, lost in the sunshine, everything is sweet until the wheels fall, breaking the circle, thousand. It's, it's all very Japanese, isn't it? It just sounds like it. And when you talk about what could be the chaos of Tokyo, mm. but it isn't chaotic, you're right, because it's mad. It is. But it's not worryingly mad, it's not overwhelmingly mad. It's so, it's, it is very psychedelic in its own way. I think so. There's so much going on. Is it ordered chaos? Is that, can that be a thing? I think actually, yes, it does feel quite organised. And I suppose as well, you've got that feeling where you're you're such a tourist, you're such a foreigner. You're just watching the busyness, but you don't have any... You're not needing to get involved in the energy of it. You can just watch it. It's wonderful. It's yeah. literally wonderful. Mm. It's full of wonder. I want to go back. Yeah, so I want to come with you. <laughs> Let's do it. Sushi so for breakfast. If, if, you were, if people could part with their hard-earned cash for one thing today, would you want it to be your new album or to come and see you on tour? <laughs> <laughs> I love both my children. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is a tricky one. I mean, I'd probably go for the tour because 
you can't beat that experience of being under one roof together. It's all about the experience. Isn't yeah, it? and it's, it's magic. And I, I promise that everybody that comes, I don't take it lightly that they've bought a ticket. So I want them to leave feeling they made the right decision. Ticketmaster.co.uk. This is for the Christmas Kitchen Disco Tour. Yeah. I've never seen your Kitchen Disco oh, Show. Oh, please come. Where it's are you? Really Guildford's nearby-ish. Where yeah. else could we go? Guildford's the nearest, I think, to us. It's really fun. It's I want to have... So we did it last year. It was just like a proper sort of disco party. I do some my songs, some covers. We have fun. And this one, I thought, let's try a Christmas one, like try and do the proper Christmas party. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> Starts the 23rd of November in, on Thursday. Bexhill de Lowell Pavilion. Mm-hmm. Friday, uh, 24th of November, Southend's Cliffs Pavilion. And then on from there, Newcastle, Manchester, Cambridge, through to the end of November, Ipswich, beginning of December, Liverpool, Sheffield, London, Portsmouth, Guildford. I'll fight your ticket for that one. <laughs> um, Nottingham Royal and then York Barbican, Cardiff St. David's. And then the last show, nearest last show so far to Christmas is Birmingham Symphony Hall on the 14th. Okay. Might you? Might there be any more? That sounds like quite a lot. No, I'm just saying <laughs> close to... Because you'd be on a roll. Be unstoppable. Let's see how I feel. I quite like, you know, having a big party at the end and then breaking up for Christmas. See, when you come to our shows and you do our shows for us, you, I mean, it's always fantastic. And I was yesterday reflecting on loads of things. All good, all good, all really good stuff. And I was thinking about the Carfest lineup because we're doing one this year, one yes. big Carfest. And it's, re- it's really good. But you, it's you, almost you don't... Want to believe it because it's your own one. Do you know what I mean? Well, also, you do something really special. So, you know, for the last few years, there's been the feeling doing a sort of super group. So, yeah. different people hop you're up and do that. Some... You're, you're in that this year. I you? am, yeah. I think I'm doing the Friday night and there's another one on the Sunday, yeah. I believe. I mean, so it's, never say it's never good. for the Sunday. <laughs> That's right. true. It's true. Well, I'll be there. I think it's just, um, it's really fun. And everybody's, there's, there's such a warmth between the crowd, the people on stage, everybody backstage. It's a lovely, really good feeling, isn't it? Everybody's very happy and everybody brings their family. It's fantastic. And I'm just so glad that you're there. Because when, when, you know, Carfest is joyous, you know. And it this is. this year, Carfest are all for tickets, by the way. Um, it's not a big plug for Carfest, but while we're talking about it, you know, we got Craig David on the Saturday. Got Rick Astley before Craig David, right? Oh, then we got you, and they got McFly before you, and they got Razorlight before McFly, and da 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 da. You know, and they got the Dolly Parton experience or whatever, whatever this lovely lady's called, but she's amazing. Um, and then on Sunday we've got the Village People and Texas and the Supergroup again, and then loads of other. We've got Reef and we've got Alex Horn and his band, and it's just so great. And you're good in that, but on your show, which is like double, triple that. And if you triple what you give anyway, you don't get three times it because the compound of that permutation is like a thousand. I don't think I could bear one of your shows. I might fall apart. Don't worry, it's seated. Is it? <laughs> so I might have to, I don't know, be bound in, within myself, but mm-hmm. I really want to come. Tie up the tinsel. And does Richard always, doesn't always play with you because sometimes he's doing his own thing. He's been doing the majority of stuff with me, yeah. So obviously when the feeling of got gigs, that would take priority. And it's cheaper priority. that way. It's cheaper, <laughs> isn't it? Well, actually, you know what it is? I really trust him. And also, I want to share the experience. So I've got, like, for the first time ever, I'm playing the Pyramid Stage at Glastonbury two weeks on Sunday. Oh, and I'll on. be up there, not just, you know, it's with my band. So Richard will be on stage. My brother Jack is my drummer. I've got my friends who are in the back. I feel really like we can share it. I can't imagine what it must be like if you're, I don't know, stand up and you come off stage after a big yeah. night and you're on your own. I think it's yeah. very different. Or, you know, when Ed Sheeran plays on his own. But 
I started life as a singer in a band, so it makes sense to me to have people that up there with me, and I love that feeling. So McFly now famously, um, they get the kids on, and the kids do McFly numbers because they because <laughs> they can do it, and they smash it. They oh, knock wow. it out of the park. Anything bubbling under no, there with your guys? It just makes me feel really guilty for not having to push Martin with like, I don't know, music lessons. Or Any something. natural sort of emergence there? If I had like a signed, um, a sealed envelope now, I could put in the names of the people I think my kids that would be in a band when they're older. But there's so this really little. There is potential. Mind you, I took them to the circus on Friday, and now a couple of them think that's the life for them. So you're going to run away to the circus. Yes. Yeah. Circus at home, kids. Yeah, my seven-year-old was like, "Have you got any poles I can climb up and jump off?" And I'm like, uh, <laughs> "No, but I can look into it." For no, we've got you. a few shimmery catsuits you can borrow. Oh hell yeah! Um, Sophie's brand new album is called Hannah. We're going to play Lost in the Sunshine now. If that's all right. Yes, do it. Um, and you go and see her at the Kitchen Disco for Christmas. And you know, it's, it's the kitchen. It's so the original Kitchen Disco because we've all nicked it, but it's originally Sophie's. Sophie Ellis Bexter's Kitchen Disco with Christmas bells on. I mean, good luck everybody else. <laughs> That's who you're going to contend with. <laughs> and Carfest. Yes. And Glastonbury. Yes. And um, the Mumma Round of applause so <laughs> You are a superhero. <laughs> Seriously. You don't need the outfit. Thank you. Thank you, Sophie. <laughs> you're the best. Goodbye, everyone. Have a great Tuesday. When you want your favourite 80s songs to lift your mood, play Virgin Radio 80s Plus. DAB Digital Radio, on the app, on your smart speaker, and at virginradio80splus.co.uk. Love Chris Evans. Love the 80s. Virgin Radio. 80s Plus.